0: Life happens day to day, and God knows I've been changing with it. We have to, right? We hear a lot about celebrities and the stories of what they've overcome. I wanted to do a show that highlights some of the not so well known overcomers and what can happen if we just keep going. From humble beginnings to successful leader, trainer, businesswoman, today we'll hear from a woman who will give us a glimpse at the making of an entrepreneurial boss. This is Elaine Reedus. So Elaine, I am so glad to have you on with us today. It is such a pleasure to have you on. Just keep going.
1: Thank you, Toya. Thank you for having me, and I'm super excited about being here. <laughs>
0: you are so welcome. So it is um, it is a pleasure having you on because I have watched your life over the years, and I know absolutely without a doubt that you are a person that has just kept going. I've seen different things happen. I wasn't there for everything, um, but I've seen different things happen, and I know that you just keep going like you revamp you you reinvent (laughs) reinvent you you keep going and so you're perfect for this show to inspire and encourage people to do the same thing so I'm going to ask you some questions we're going to get right in and I want you to just share you know whatever it is that you can share with the people to help them to be inspired to keep going as well all right Thank you. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) All right. So let's start with this, um, with the idea of what your childhood was like, what, you know, what type of home you grew up in and um, what was your family life like?
1: Okay. So my childhood. So I actually grew up um, my first five in a foster home my mom was a young mother she was in a foster home and um, I went into a foster home my brother and I when I was eight months old and my brother was about one and a half and um, We stayed there until I was in the first grade, and at that point, my mom was, um, she was out of the foster home on her own, had her own place, and she got us back. So, um, growing up with my mom um, was a great, um, foster home was a great experience. I kept in touch with my foster mother. Um, Growing up with my mom was a great experience. Um, She went to work every day. She made sure we knew um, our family values, and she actually got her diploma when she was 20 so I think that when she was 23 years old she mm-hmm. got her high school to the Palma and I think that was um I think now that I'm thinking about it Toya that was my first um experience of someone who was just keep who kept going. She taught us the basics on how to um, keep a house, how to keep our house clean, how to um, cook, how to go to work every day, because we she didn't tell us to go to work every day, but we saw her go to work every single day. we saw her come to our school events, we saw her she just attended everything. she was our biggest cheerleader mm. and i 'm getting a little emotional because right. she well, she passed away twenty years ago. Okay. But she, she was our biggest, biggest cheerleader and she was always there.
0: That's pretty, yes. it's pretty cool to know that she was a young mom. Um, but she was making sure that she was present while she was taking care of all of the needs as well. Right. Um, and so from that, you t- you you took that from her and, and saw how much she worked. I know that you also had jobs um, early on. What was your first job?
1: Oh, so my first job was a babysitter. And you know what? I thought I was a big baller. <laughs> <laughs> I was making $35 a week. <laughs> hey. and I, I how old were you? Meals. How old were you? I was 13. I was 13 when I got my first um, babysitting job and I um, was a babysitter for um, actually uh, a five year old and a baby who wasn't even one years old yet okay. and their mom drove Muni. So I would okay. go over there and that was my summer job.
0: Okay. <laughs> and you thought you were a baller. Why? Oh, Why I was. I had
1: yourself. $35 a week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it's nothing like being able to, you know, go and buy your own school clothes.
1: (laughs) It's funny you say we get to choose our own clothes because I bought all of my school clothes. And this is so funny to me right now because I went um, to a store and I bought all slacks and one pair of jeans. I had every color slacks and nice tops to go with it. And now mind you, I'm in junior high school and I um, brought home one pair of jeans. So when I came home with my school clothes, My mom was like, "Why do you have our slacks? Where's your jeans? (laughs) We wore jeans in our family. We didn't have, we didn't wear dress-up clothes, you know. But that's how I wanted to look at school, (laughs) right?
0: So there was this part. It sounds like there was this part of you that was like, you know what? Um, I'm buying this. I'm an upgrade, okay? Because I'm there's a certain way that I want to look, and you gave yourself the advantage. That's what it sounds like yes i did yes i did that's really what it sounds like to me like you said a standard yes i did (laughs) and were you making a statement what
1: statement were you making at 13 well um you know what when i did buy those clothes and i bought those because i had a friend she was an older Friend, a couple years older than me, and she used to wear slacks, and I liked the way she looked. Okay, <laughs> so, and I wanted to, I wanted to, uh, her name is Phyllis Smith, and you might know her, but okay. um, I liked the way she looked, so I wanted to go to school looking neat and professional and okay. look like she, okay,
0: Elaine, tell me a little bit about the kind of young person you were, maybe from middle school to high school.
1: I thought I was quiet, but now that I think about it, I don't think I was very quiet, but I tried out for the basketball team and I got cut. So at that point I started to try out, um, for cheerleader and that was my whole career, junior high (laughs) and high school.
0: (laughs) Okay. So it's funny that you say that because, um, I think about the fact that you said early on that your mom was your biggest cheerleader? And how many kids were were in your family? It was you and three. three.
1: I have my older brother who was um, passed on and my younger sister. Yes, she's three years younger than me.
0: So it's interesting that you said your mom was your biggest cheerleader, and then you ended up being everyone else's cheerleader. Let me ask you about what you did after you got out of high school. How did you transition from high school and what made you do what it it was that you did?
1: Well, I got out of high school. Actually, I graduated from high school early. Okay. And I started working and you know, now that I think back, I had to seek out college because the counselors were not at that time reaching out to us and to tell us about college. So I went to ask, I asked about college. Well, how do I get into college? So I filled out my application and um, I got into San Jose State. Okay. So um, in between me um, graduating, I got out early. So I went back to school to graduate in June. I worked um, at Pier 39. I wanted to earn my own money. I saved my money. And then I started, um, I lived in the dorms at San Jose State. Went there for three years. And then my high school sweetheart came. And <laughs> then <laughs> that's when I had my first child. Okay. <laughs> So I didn't end up, um, I didn't graduate. So I was what I would call a career student. So I went to um, Foothill College and I got a um, diploma from there. And I went to um, a business college and I got a business diploma. And from there, I started working in my field, which was accounting. So I had a job at Stanford University, NASA Ames Research Center. And that is when I found out that this is not for me. (laughs) (laughs) so from there my mom was a school bus driver and at the time they were making really good money back then that was in 1989 $15 an hour so I said you know what mom can I come work with you you know because I wanted to make money right and I drove a school bus for five years
0: so you switch you start driving a bus and after you do the bus do you stay with that for amount of years what do you do
1: so in between while I was waiting, so I got my bus license while I was waiting for them to call me to work. I started driving a UPS truck. Oh wow. <laughs> so yeah, I started you were and I was moving and grooving. It. I was moving and grooving and um, you know, God has just um sprayed sprinkled favor all over my all over my whole entire life because um People that started at UPS, they started out as working in the warehouse or driver helpers. I started out as a driver. Wow. So, um, but that wasn't for me either because I was a seasonal person making half of, they were making $18. I was making $9 and they would pack my truck. They gave me the longest truck. They call them cars (laughs) and they gave me the longest one and I do the best at everything I could do. So I used to... um, make it out of an exercise i would go deliver the package run back to the truck go to the next one and i would see how fast i can get everything done come back to the warehouse and i would wonder why other ups trucks were not they were parked outside the warehouse and didn't come in yet because i found out when you come in early they think you don't have enough work to do so that was not for me
0: (laughs) (laughs) so you had the zeal you had the 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 go get it but then you realized that was going against you
1: (laughs) yes from there I started driving a school bus and for five years and then my friend said hey let's go apply to be a deputy sheriff I said okay let's go and we applied and I got the job
0: how do you make the jump from bus driver to deputy sheriff like, is well, that a mentality I, shift or do you think it was always, you know, you always had that type of, you know, you know, cause you got a big certain kind of person for deputy sheriff, you know, mm-hmm. um, police officer, um, correctional, uh, person. And so d- was that always there? Was it a significant jump, you know, from being a, a bus driver to now I'm a deputy sheriff?
1: I think. Now that I look back, I think it was always there because I have been called bossy my entire (laughs) life.
0: Up until now, we've kind of talked about a lot of different things. um, And we've heard you talk about, you know, continuing to keep going and just persevering and how you had, you know, an up spirit. And that was just kind of something that you did. Um, Mm -hmm. But what about the low times? What would you consider to be, you know, one of the lowest, if not the lowest times in your life.
1: I remember when I took off work one year, this was about 2008. And it was um, because I was just tired, you know? So I took off and I was trying to find a way, how can I take off for stress? Um, So I did that for um, three months. And in order for me to actually take off um, for stress, I had to attend these classes, you know, so I had to go to these groups at, um, uh, for stress. So when they started showing the, um, the signs of depression and, um, you know, I attended these groups, that's when I realized, you know what, you have these symptoms. So even though I was super depressed, being a single parent, you know, having to run a household, you just keep on going, you know? So that was when I really realized. And when I, I met with the, 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 um, a team of doctors because they said you are not following the program because you know, the first thing they try to do is give you medication, right? right. And I wouldn't take the medication. (laughs) So, um, I had to meet with the panel. They said, okay, you are not um, following the program. Because, so if you're not taking the medication, we're going to have to send you back to work. So when I met with the panel and told them everything I went through, my mom passing away, uh, my dad is in the mental care system and how my mom passed away, all three at the same time, they said together, you really are depressed in sync wow you know so and they tried to get me to um switch jobs they actually gave me approval they said you can switch jobs because maybe this job is not right for you but I didn't I didn't switch jobs I just you know we just got we just get over it right and we just go about our life you know and that's what I
0: did hi I'm Elaine Reedus a national wealth coach and wealth building mentor who paid off $37,000 of debt in 18 months. I teach financial concepts that the wealthy use to establish wealth and leave a legacy. Contact me to create a financial plan to secure your prosperity and generational wealth or to learn how I can help and mentor you to earn an additional income in the finance industry. How did you find the,
1: mm, to persevere you know what i think that i think it was just always in me and growing up just seeing um i remember when my mom was in the hospital and um now I know that she wasn't getting paid at that time because she wasn't going to work. But we just, when um, we ran out of food, we actually just went to, we had a community garden. So we went to go pick greens and we had cornmeal. So we had greens and hot water cornbread. <laughs> and um, when we ran out of greens, we started to pick the Swiss chard. And that's when, I, that's when I started to like Swiss chard. I didn't know what Swiss chard was until we started to pick it from the garden. And just seeing that, seeing that my mom, she, she never gave up. So I never so that. I think that's what really caused me to just keep going because I never saw my mom quit. So I just, you know, subconsciously thought that was just the way.
0: After you got the job at the deputy sheriff, um, did you have times where, and then you were the deputy, you were deputy sheriff at the time in 2008. The pressure that you were experiencing, right. And the depression. How did you get through the depression?
1: Well, at that time, I think that um, I prayed some. I just um, moved myself through. And I was, nobody knew I was depressed. Because at that time I was still I was an entrepreneur. I had now been an entrepreneur. Well, I've been an entrepreneur all my life, but I was um actually working um another business. Okay. And even though um I excelled and oddly enough, that was the year that I was actually number one in the in the company. <laughs> okay. You know, I'd to a lot of um personal development. Okay. And um so Maybe I got the rest that I needed. Right. And then I was rejuvenated.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of times people don't really understand or realize how much rest they need, you know, because Mm -hmm. when, especially if you're a person that's a go getter, if you're the kind of person that just keeps going and going and going, if you're the kind of person that, you know, is always maintaining and taking care of things that need to be taken care of you can find mm-hmm. yourself being tired and not even knowing that you're tired because you press right. the person that presses through the stress so after that um how did you what 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 came into your life after that did you stay at the um at the deputy sheriff's office were there other things you were trying to do how long did you stay with the art uh, business so, with the art
1: business there, right? I stayed with, yes, with the art business, I stayed with them until they were um, out of business, which okay. was about two thousand and eleven, okay. and from there, um, I was looking for something because I was with them for ten years, okay, and um, so I was looking for something, so I tried some other things, so um at some point, actually, in two thousand, actually, I was with the yeah at two thousand and eleven, I got connected with the um a financial organization where I was a client and two years later I ended up working with that organization part-time in 2013 okay. um, I started with them part-time and um, it's a uh, educational we we educate people on their finances okay. and um, we help them we connect them with some of the largest um, uh, companies in America and so I did that part-time and at that time I was in deep debt Okay. <laughs> so with that part time, it helped me pay off over thirty eight thousand dollars in debt. Oh wow! And changed my mindset about um, spending money. So I started saving money, and then when I saw because in the beginning, um, when I started the sheriff's department, that was my first pension job. So I said, you know what? I'm going to work here twenty years. I'll be eligible for my pension, and then I'm going <laughs> to retire. But when I sat down with that company. That's when I found out when they had me like, "Well, how does your pension really work, right? Okay, so I found out, okay, I can retire after twenty years, but um I'm not Elaine you're not going to have enough money to pay your bills okay <laughs> you okay.
0: That, right? okay.
1: so I got connected with them, paid off the debt, and when I saw the potential of what um, the finance industry offered me as far as financially, I ended up making a whole a career change
0: interesting what did what yes. How long were you in uh, that business before you made the career change? Before Three and a quit- half
1: years I was there. Wow. And when I started, I just started to, because I've always had a second non-traditional second income. Right. So um, when I started, all I saw is, oh, I can pay off my debt with this money and I can save money and still live my same lifestyle because I still hadn't changed my mindset yet. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so Yes. Uh, I three and a half years in, and I've been with the company now for eight years wow. in April, eight years.
0: Wow. And so did you have some people that were strategic in helping you to make that change, um, and to have success in what you were doing and what did they see in you? How did you, how did you become successful? Cause I know that you're successful in what you're doing right now. How did, how did you make that happen and who helped you to do that?
1: Well, of course, anything that we do, there's always, uh, most likely is always someone behind the scenes who's helping, who's mentoring, who's showing you the ropes. Mm -hmm. Because no way I could have um, replaced, and at the sheriff's department, you know, we make six figures there. Mm -hmm. Easy. Right. Um, No way I could have replaced that income without mentorship. So I did. when they saw that I was... um, really interested, you know, they just took me uh, under their wing. And my mentors, they have 20, 25, 30 years in the industry, and they showed me the ropes. And that's how I um, really became successful.
0: And you've replaced your six-figure income? Um, Yes,
1: I've exceeded.
0: All right. right. Um, It's good to hear these things because People um, sometimes, you know, looking at our lives, we we look at people who are like celebrities and people who are billionaires, uh, but sometimes we don't look at people that are next door to us or the people who Mm -hmm. we can touch, you know, to know how they actually moved through life. You know, it's inspiring to see a celebrity, but you're never going to touch them. You're never going to be around them. It's it's inspiring to look at billionaires and to hear them, you know, say, oh, you can do it, too. But to see somebody that, you know, you you really can be two steps from who has, you know, gone through some of the same things that you've gone through to see that um, can really be inspiring and help you, you know, to keep going. So your life is really um, inspiring to me. Thank you. Yeah, it really is because um, I can see you go step by step by step and it really is a journey of just moving forward. All right, Elaine, so tell me this, how Mm -hmm. do you want to leave the world? Like what kind of legacy are you trying to leave? What is it that you want to be deposited in the earth? When you pass away, what is it that you want people to see or say or have experienced
1: well i definitely want people to know that um i made a difference in their life even if i could inspire one person um i i help people a lot so i would love to be known as that person who helped someone when they were in need Hmm. um Leaving a legacy for my daughters is important, so I'm, I'm definitely setting them up for so they won't have to go through what I went through. Not only setting them up, but educating them on how to, um, when this wealth is transferred, you know, properties and whatever else I have for them is transferred, how to hang on to it and keep it. But um, legacy, I would like to know that I inspired someone.
0: Mm. Well. That is done. You can check that off
1: <laughs> because you
0: inspired me. <laughs> if if only one person, you know, if you're concerned about one person being inspired, well, you've already done that. Um, so you 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 got that. You can go on and you know, when you go, you can be satisfied because that's already happened. <laughs> Um, is there anything that you would like to say if you were to say something to, um, people about continuing and persevering and, and, you know, this mindset to just keep going, what would you say to them? And maybe even what would you say if you had an opportunity to talk to Elaine, when Elaine was going through her hardest times, what would you have said to her or to them?
1: First, I would told Elaine to pray. And my faith has been tested so much. Mm -hmm. That's a whole nother show in itself. Pray (laughs) and have faith, belief. And when I tell you, you have what you say, that is true. And not only do you have what you say, but you have to believe it. OK, so you have to believe what you say. And and that just comes with um, uh, believing more with having more faith and and, and seeing it happen because it, it's just amazing. And, and God is amazing. Um, I would say that um, nobody is perfect because there was a time that I thought everything had to be perfect. So you will make mistakes. Okay, and um, it's okay to make mistakes. Sometimes you make the same mistake twice, but you have to learn from your mistakes. Okay, and hopefully you can learn. And I call it failing forward. It's okay because so many people think that um, life is just just straight up and down. But if you think about it, it's like the stock market. It's up and down, and it's not. um, It's when you can get back up and keep going and focus on uh, whatever your goals are. No matter how big or how small they are, you just remember why you're um, doing what you're doing, and then you just go forward. Um, also, um, I would say um, anything that you want to do in life. Um, because I didn't always believe that I could. I didn't believe that I can purchase a house until my hairstylist told me. Um, she was like, "Well, they they're having a um, there's a first time buyer program." So I went, and I actually qualified. And so you have to believe that you can, because I dreamt so much. I dreamt about so many things as a young person and never acted on my dreams. So I would say, act on your dreams, because if I would have acted on my dreams, I would have been a millionaire sooner than later. Okay. I'm working on it right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's powerful. That, that, that comment right there, act on your dreams. Those four words. Yes are powerful because you know you and i both know that one of the sayings is that you know one of the richest places on earth is the cemetery is the graveyard Mm. because so many people take the gifts that they have the talents that they have the ideas that they have um it sounds morbid but it's the reality that yes take those things to the grave because they don't act on their belief they don't act on right They don't act on the things that they see or know. And and so that's, that is powerfully rich, uh, for you to say that to people, um, because that's how we see what it is that we want in our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really, it's really powerful. Act. Now, how did you say it again? Act on your belief. Is that what you said?
1: You have to believe and then act on your dreams.
0: Act on your dreams. That's what it was.
1: Because we think about so much. When I was young, I, th- I was looking at um, opportunities that generated money where as a child, I saw money being exchanged. And that was at the laundromat. People, I saw people putting money in these machines. And that was uh, um, at the parking lot. I saw people going in and out, passing money. So I told my brother and sister, we need to open one of those. But I always just had the dream but never acted on it.
0: Right. It's pretty so, interesting. that. How old
1: were you about that time? I might have been in junior high school when I was yeah. wearing those slacks to school. <laughs> yes, this was this was the this
0: was the thirteen-year-old slacks-wearing entrepreneur. Oh, yes, the slacks. yes, this was the thirteen-year-old slacks-wearing entrepreneur who already had a mindset to be looking at this money and change going into the laundromat. Right, <laughs> and thinking, I need to get some of them coins. <laughs> right, I mean, right, but. Um, But but that's really cool and interesting to me, because what it shows me is that uh, what a lot of people don't recognize in terms of moving forward is that a lot of who they are going to be when they are older is it's in you. It's mm-hmm. in you when you're younger, yes. those same things are there, like the entre- yes. entrepreneur, the bossy, the, the, the mindset, the wanting to look a certain way, the, the, the go get it drive, all of that was in you in the very beginning. All right. Well, let me say thank you for being on with me today. I really appreciate it. Um, and I'm just happy that you have shared what you have. And I know that there will be many things from this that people will be inspired. So just as you have inspired me, I know that you will inspire others. And you can, again, check off <laughs> the fact yes, thank that you, you inspired someone. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Toya. Thank you for
0: having me. You're very welcome. Thank you for watching this episode of Just Keep Going. If you'd like, you can find more of this interview at toyahawkins.com.